Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into the show southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, intern to lawson smith in studio with you here on this beautiful wednesday as it has been a beautiful week all week long so happy to see some sunshine and not nearly as hot as it was Saturday temperatures. The humidity was awful on Saturday. I I, I saw a video of uh, on Twitter of this lady asking who had moved to Memphis from Vegas and was like, how do you live like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> was like, I don't understand. How do you do it? We just survive. Well, I mean, we've been doing it for so long. It's just... It, when it's, it's your normal, natural. it's your normal. Yeah, yeah, you get used to it. I mean, it might take 20 years, but you get used to it. Anyway, uh, so I, I, w- I went back and did a Twitter advanced search for my my username and Luke Jackson. Uh, August 1st, 2020, Luke Jackson haters can literally jump off a moving train. Um, <laughs> ground ball, how is Luke Jackson this unlucky? Um that was apparently after uh, Conforto, and then oh, and the Mets, and uh, yeah, I'm curious as to how this one is going to be on Luke though. I'm sure Braves Twitter will be all over it. Uh, he got a ground ball. It just you know seeing out singles. Bad he, aim. He, he was very at one time he had like a four twelve B A B I P, which is insane. So anyway, mm. it happens. Enough Braves talk as we. Get ready to bring in our favorite intern's mom. That's how we're going to introduce her from now on. Well, that's only because we don't know Andrew's mom. <laughs> but we do have on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with us Teresa Walker of the Associated Press, and we are super pumped to talk about whatever we're going to talk about. We uh, we have no plans here. We're just going to kind of do this and. And have excitement. Grab bag. It's it's it's. We're we're gonna do what I always threatened to do if I ever covered a team that Charles Barkley was on. What's that? We're just gonna stick the mic in Teresa's face and say, "Let him go." go. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, good morning. Well, good morning, and I'd hope that I'm that particular intern's favorite mom. Since last I checked, I'm the only mom he's got. <laughs> he stuck with me, whether he likes it or not. Um, we do have Titans minicamp this week, guys, and. It was kind of fun yesterday. It was in a period where we couldn't shoot, but, you know, you, you know, it was a special teams period, and you had uh, Derek Henry was off to the side, as he often is, working on catching the ball. <laughs> as he needs and to be, was, off to the side where he can't get hurt. <laughs> Nowhere well, near anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit him well, right a, over there. There's no need for him to practice. We know what he can do. But that's the thing. Derek Henry being Derek Henry, he's over with Julio Jones kind of defending him. 
you know, and working a little one-on-one, catching some passes, working on his hands. And, guys, he's looking smoother. The more – I mean, the guy keeps working on it, you know. Kind of like Jordan always worked on some facet of his game every offseason. Well, Derrick Henry knows that he needs to catch the the ball better and can, and he keeps working on it. And he looked pretty good. But, you know, it, the one funny thing is, you know, I, I, I shot one piece of video and tweeted it out. It was a short segment, you know, passing drill early where, you know, Ryan Tannehill throws an out to uh, Julio Jones. I'm a little surprised that just to show you the attention that he, that trade is already bringing to this team, that one little piece of video off of my own personal Twitter has got like over, last I checked, over 5,000 views uh, this morning. The last I checked, first thing this morning. So, I mean, and, and just multiply that as this season goes along. So in that way alone, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. Uh, but as Ryan Tannehill was telling us yesterday, it's like, you know, and, and I'm writing about that today. He's kind of like, guys, we still have to do the work. You know, yes, it's great that he's here, but we've got to build the chemistry. We've got to work on the timing. You know, we've got to work on this whole offense to make it work. So, uh, you know, and, and, and at this point of the year, you know, people calm down. Yes, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins was there yesterday. You know, the, the appropriate people showed up, the ones who weren't on the field for this mandatory mini camp. Were the guys who are recovering from injuries, you know, Taylor Lewan, A.J. Brown. So you're going to have to wait for training camp to see number 11 and number 2 and 22 out on the field with the offense altogether. So, uh, you know, Bud Dupree is still working his way back, Caleb Farley. Uh, Elijah Molden, who had been kind of limited early, especially in the rookie OTA, uh, he, he he was out there and he was working yesterday. So uh, one good thing for a rookie that you're expecting to see. I'll say this. Jack Rabbit Jenkins, though, watching him work in person was kind of fun because he had a back-to-back breakup on, on a couple of passes, and it's like he knew exactly where that ball was going. So I think the biggest question about this team this year is what they're doing on defense, and watching him, and you know, and Danico Autry was out there next to Jeffrey Simmons yesterday, and you know, still not seeing you know Farley and these other guys, Dupree, et cetera. Uh, Got to think the odds are that this defense is better this year than it was last year, partly simply because, guys, it couldn't be much worse, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I mean, it can't be any worse, so if it's not better, I don't really know what we're doing here. That video, by the way, Teresa, now has 7.1 thousand views, so 2,000 since you last checked it. <laughs> ah, see? That's the starvation for Julio Jones, and I saw one response, it's like, you know, Falcons, y'all messed up, letting them, you know, get, letting them get away. And it's like, they kind of didn't have much choice. Yeah, you know? I, it's tough to blame the Falcons in this deal. Um, I think it goes back, you know, from things that I've read and that kind of thing. When Dan Quinn got gone, that kind of cut the ties for Julio there. And right, wrong, or otherwise, I mean, he just didn't feel as comfortable once Quinn was gone. And I, I think you did the right thing. He was he was marketable. You were able to get something for him, pretty, something pretty significant, actually. So, I mean, I don't think you can blame the Falcons on this deal. But, you know, the buzz around the Titans as a result of this, folks, there is a faction that wants to really play it down. But it's like a tweet that I saw yesterday. I mean – who has it better than Ryan Tannehill? He has the best young receiver in the league, the best old receiver in the league, and the best running back in the league. Yes, and, and it's funny. I've seen on Twitter people are like, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, the lists are coming out, right? It's the offseason, so we put together lists. Mm-hmm. You know, the best r- receiver group. And, you know, the Chiefs have got a couple of good ones. 
Uh, Cardinals have got a couple of good ones. They got AJ Brown and, and DeAndre Hawkins, who are certainly very impressive. But you know, look at the running back situations. And you know, while Cleveland has got Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is still sharing snaps. Okay, he's not carrying the Browns. He hasn't carried the Browns to this point. You know, we saw Derrick Henry carry this team to an AFC Conference Championship, and then oh yeah, a division title. Uh, because you know, let's not forget when he got 2,000 yards in Houston, that was a game that they needed every yard, every point, uh, because you know they ended up winning the game and the title on a joint field goal. So uh, you know that's that's the fun part of, of football. So he's proven it. And you know it's like I asked Roger Saffold yesterday. I said, what's the effect on guys like yourself and others in the locker room when you see these off-season videos? You know, because Derrick Henry's putting them out, right? We all know and watched. I, I, I've probably watched that one with this. You know, when he has a seat on the ball and he's essentially lifting on a strap, you know, with the chain around his neck. And he, you know, it's like, I said, what do you guys react to that? And Roger Saffold's like, well, that makes me want to go get a second chain, you know, at, go up to 450 pounds. So it's like it becomes a competition. So he's setting the tone even when he's not at the offseason program, you know, and it's voluntary. And then he comes up, and guess what? Everybody knows what he's going to do. He's going to work. And, you know, so it's just, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, you know, his biggest challenge is going to be distributing the ball. And he's a quarterback that when somebody's open, the ball goes. He's a quick decision maker. That's what's going to make this offense so much fun to watch this season. And in in the event that none of them is available, he's a guy that can make plays himself as well. I mean, I don't think that's something that can be overlooked is his ability to make plays with his feet if, if something – somehow breaks down. I'm not sure how much it's going to break down. We don't know about the offensive line. I mean, we're still, you know. Four starters are back on that offensive line. So, right. And let's not, you know, so, and Taylor DeJuan, you know, yes, he's not practicing this week. He is still recovering from the ACL. But, you know, that was a mid-October injury. So, you know, he should be back for the start of the season. You get four guys back. They brought in Tyson Brallo, brought him back, and Kendall Lamb, an experienced guy, in case, Dylan Raiden, you know, to, until, you know, let's face it, you know, that seems to be Dylan Raiden's job. Even though they told us this week he's working inside and outside, it just seems like he is the right tackle of the future. And so that's the one piece. Guys, they, have, they only allowed 25 sacks last year. Mm-hmm. 25 sacks with, you know, going through three different left tackles last year. And mm-hmm. then you have the fact that, uh, oh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill creating on his own, a career-high seven touchdown run. Uh, with the finger roll most times. So, you know, the only problem he had to work on was making sure he lands properly. Hey, he really game. does need to work on that. Make yeah, sure. If he's going to continue doing it, because the last thing we need is for him to go up for a finger roll and come down with a sprained knee. Or, or worse. Or finger roll before the goal line. <laughs> well, I, I, he's smart enough to wait and hold the finger roll until after he that ball crosses the plane. But that said, you're absolutely right. I mean, that one time where he came down, I think everybody – uh, everybody in the stadium and on TV were kind of like, oh, did he hurt himself? And trust yep. me, no, you know, especially on the sideline. And yes, Kenny Hill said after the game, he kind of, yeah, he, he thought about that too. That was a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah. As great an athlete as he is. We're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with um, Lawson Smith's mother, Teresa Walker of the Associated <laughs> Press. Um, <laughs> so, T, tell me, what, mm-hmm. does Lawson, what does Lawson say about us when we're not around? He's learning a lot from you guys. And I said, well, oh, I'm of course. Sure, I'm sure he is. Is he learning anything he can Useful. use as a question? 
Well, we'll find out in the future on that. But a couple uh, new words. I've heard, yes. And, well, come on. There's a lot that he's already <laughs> learned at home. Um, but uh, no, he he's he's learning a lot, and he he actually enjoys having fun with you guys. I mean, here's the thing: you guys, he he's having to get up early and go to work to, with you all, and that's not easy for you know. He, he, yes, he's 22, but you know he's still a young man, and he, we all know how young people don't like to get up before noon. So I can you know, tell you how actually, old uh, people don't like to, say. to get up before noon. So <laughs> I think it's a universal thing. It is. It is. Well, Mo texted me, hey, we hear you're up. And it's like, well, I kind of have to be up. I mean, the playoffs are over. But playoffs. it is tougher. Playoffs, I know. <laughs> it is tougher to get up and making this transition from covering basketball and hockey and night games and really late playoff games uh, to getting back up early in the morning for, for football right now. It's like, oh, I, I need some, some WD-40. My gears are grinding. Did, did you say that yesterday was, was special teams day? No, they yeah you know, oh. they mixed in special teams period. So okay, so they, so who's kicking it and how how bad is it? Did you see Blake uh, the the Ohio State kicker yesterday? Uh, Tucker McCann was the kicker yesterday, um, and and then you know he's halfway through that drill, and I'm like, oh shoot, I need to be keeping an eye on this guy. I was I was kind of busy watching twenty two and two. And then it's like, oh, this is this is you know this is a year where we are going to be charting the kicker every week and every kick to see how they're going, and because who knows what happens this year at that position. So yeah, thanks for reminding me that I messed up yesterday, and I'll be watching that a little closer today and charting those kicks. Today, the next to last day of minicamp, except they're not practicing, practicing tomorrow. tomorrow. So today is the last day of minicamp. Exactly. Would you please explain that to me? <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's kind of become the thing over the last few years to, you know, in most years when you've had great attendance, you know, that third day you either cancel it or you do a team bonding thing. I mean, you know, they've gone bowling. They've gone to a movie. They've gone to, uh, you know, one year, I think it was Rabel took them to the Metro uh, police uh, shooting range and they talked about gun safety, et cetera you know, on that third day, just, you know, team bonding kind of thing. You know, the question we have is, is it going to be bowling on Thursday, top golf? Uh, you know, when I asked Mike about it, he just said, we're, we're just going to be meeting. And so that covers all sorts of options. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of that you've been working hard. Right. You've done everything we've asked you to it, through a voluntary off season. Let's, let's remind folks that the only thing that's mandatory in the off season is this mini camp this week and it's a, usually it's, it's a three-day mini camp but you know that's the thing you give them a little little carrot because you know we all know that training camp is going to be starting july 27th and that's when the stick comes i think this is uh it's cool you know a, a lot of players love playing for mike vrabel and that's probably one reason why I mean, he is a player's coach, and I think that that's uh, – Malarkey did it too. So, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's crossed a couple coaches. So I, I think it's important, especially, I mean, for these guys who are going out here and working very, very hard for three days and running in this Tennessee humidity that we were just talking about, by the way. <laughs> At least they haven't had to deal with it too much this week. And I guess you're excited that you haven't had to deal with too much humidity this week, huh? Duh. <laughs> I mean, I mean – <laughs> I may not be out there running around in the heat, but, uh, you know, standing there and, and, and paying attention, trust me, there's been times during training camp when it's hot. I mean, there was one year when the Miami Dolphins were in town for a joint practice that Floyd Reese brought a, a, a Gatorade cooler over and he says, we can't have the media passing out on the sideline because 
it was one of those really hot days. They actually, I think, you know, the next day they canceled the, you know, or shortened the scrimmage and, and because it was just so, so hot. So, yes, we, you know, it, it may look like we're just standing there watching, but, you know, we're in the heat as well. And, you know, that sun beats down on you. And, it, you know, and especially when you're trying to read across the field and figure out, is that an 87 or a 37? And it, you know, so it, we're working hard, too. I'll tell you what. I went out there a couple of years ago. I think it was when the Patriots were in town for one of those joint workouts. Um, and anybody that says, well, you're just standing there watching, I challenge them to go out there and just stand there and watch in that August heat for three hours. It ain't even standing. It ain't even summer right now. And it's brutal Mm -hmm. out there. It's, it's, and maybe, maybe we're jaded because we've been doing it for 30 something years. I don't know, but, um, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Mo, I'm always amazed at the fans who come out there, but if you watch, there are some people who come out there and they've got their, their, you know, their, their umbrellas and such, and they're ready. They've been there before. They know how to, you know, pace themselves. And then you've got a lot of people who leave because they realize it's hot out there. <laughs> and, and, and I'll just caution people because of the construction of that facility, you know, don't expect things to look in training camp the way they have the last few years with all the grandstands and stuff, because, you know, where those grandstands have been the last couple of years, you know, there's a building there now. So uh, very curious to see how they're able to handle training camp with the limitations, you know, uh, you know, Paul Kaharski had a little note that, you know, they expect to be inside the old building, the original building, because they're renovating that. Those started at the end of the season last year. Everything but the weight room, the locker room, and the cafeteria, which were all recently renovated in the last five years. But, you know, taking care of everything else. But, you know, if you watch any of these Zooms, you know, these coaches are talking to us from the bubble where they've kind of set up temporary office space. And that's where they're doing their meeting space and things like that. So, uh, it, it's been an unusual offseason, and it's going to be an unusual training camp. I'm just sorry I'm going to miss the first couple of weeks while I'm over in Tokyo. This I knew it was coming at some mm, point. Mm, mm. You know, it is. I had to drop it. At this point, I, we, <laughs> hashtag humble brag. Yeah, yeah. humble brag of the day. <laughs> that's, that's all right. And, and you, you are you are just adding to intern twos irritation he he's still irritated about that world series that you didn't take him to by the way didn't know we had a fourth ticket until we were almost excuses. on our way out the door all i hear is excuses <laughs> excuses for your failure oh man that's so good that's worth that's worth the price of admission right there Teresa. thanks for joining us today we appreciate it my pleasure, and I'm going to go polish my uh, ticket from that World Series. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Get dust the, the dust off the frame that it's in. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Teresa Walker on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline joining us today. Uh, as always, we appreciate your time and have a great rest of the day. Y'all too. Take care. Paul Lawson, let me just remind you. I'm 57 years old. Mom's always going to have the last word. I know. Never okay. fails. I've accepted it at this point. Okay, good. Good. Uh, I was going to oh follow Teresa at Teresa M. Walker on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to leave. So you can check out that. That video. That video. Uh, or you can, uh, I retweeted it, so you can find it on ours as well. There we go. But uh, before I get out of here, because I, I want to I want to end this segment with this, just because I want to see Mo's face when I tell him. 
Um, <clears throat> we've got Wild and Wacky Wednesday coming up on the other side of the break. And this one is Wild and Wacky. Uh, the Padres have optioned Ryan Weathers, who owns a sub-3 ERA, as both a starter and reliever this year. So Ryan Weathers is no longer in San Diego. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. You tell me. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.